Hi, this is Shannon, and I want to talk to you about my pillow because trust me, I have one of everything. Good news, Mike Lindell is back with his quality products with big discounts for listeners of the show. Go to mypillow.com/regularjoe or call 1-800-648-3665 promo code regularjoe. My pillow is having their big 20th anniversary sale on limited edition my pillows with prices as low as 19.95 for the queen size pillow. I love the my pillow all season slippers. Right now they have the lowest price ever with just $25 with the promo code REGULARJOE. They're easy to clean, hand-sewn moccasin design, made to wear year-round in all climates. And right now they're having the biggest bed sheet sale ever with the Giza Dream Sheet set, as low as $29.98 with promo code REGULARJOE. These sheets come in nine solid colors and four flannel colors. 400 thread count sizing from Twin to California King. They're all machine washable and durable and come with a 10-year warranty. Visit MyPillow.com slash REGULARJOE or call 1-800-648-3665 promo code regular joe that's 1-800-648-3665 promo code regular joe Hello there and welcome. Joe Giganti, regular Joe with you on this Freedom Friday. Reminding if you want to get in on the bidding, it is 888-737-1737-888-737-1737. Let's just see here. What are you doing in inaugural painting a week and my bids? All have a reason. For, uh, <laughs> all right. So, so I didn't, you know what? I didn't even catch that. And, and I should have. Uh, so Josh clarified, he is the currently, right? He still has the high bid, right? I just want to make sure. Uh, he's at $1,045.47. And I was joking he couldn't round it up to 50 And then he pointed out something. If I had been a little sharper, and I fully admit, there, there I am. I'm, I'm imitating Biden with my cognitive decline. Uh, I missed the fact that all of his bids end with, 45.47 of course in an honor of president trump the 45th and soon to be 47th president of the united states very nice josh I, you know usually i'm better at nuance i'm i'm a little surprised i did not uh i did not catch that now tim wrote in he said look joe Yulia, yolanda give joe biden a break it's a lifelong stutter that you need to stop being so microaggressive towards the installed puppet. You, you know what? Uh, there you go. So, uh, yes, Tim, I apologize. I've been known for my microaggression. I prefer macroaggression, but yes, I, I get you. Nick wrote in and said, explain to me, you know, how, how when Donald Trump is so handily winning the, the primaries, not even close, but then we're to believe that the vast majority of those Republican voters, because in order for Nikki Haley to win bigly, in a general election against Joe Biden or another Democrat, she has to be able to carry a number of the Democrats that are voting for her in the primaries, which all polling and all men on the street interviews show that she's not. That a lot of these people are voting fully, fully realizing they're messing with the primary to try to screw around with the Republicans, but they're going to vote Democrat in November. But then she'd also, of course, to have a bigger margin of, of victory than Donald Trump she would have to be able to carry the Republican base. What makes no sense is if she's the Republican base has roundly rejected her. 
Now, I can only fathom that they're going to say, well, but when it comes down to the general, people will hold their nose and vote for it. Ask John McCain, if you could, how that worked, or Bob Dole, or Mitt Romney, or any other number of people, that doesn't really work the way that uh, that you would think, but possibly. But I think Nick, actually, he wrote in, and uh, out of the 747, I think he has a good answer. He said, it's just that common core math being used with voting. So, yes, common core Use your math mountains. Uh, draw a picture to figure out the mathematics of it all, and then it, it somehow will all mysteriously start to make sense. That's what we're told. So, Nick, you may be on to something. And, uh, and thank you for the clarification, Josh. Then we're talking about people that can nominate people uh, for Patriot of the Week. And, and, you know, before I read this, I do want to mention, uh, just an update, because I know we talked about this quite a bit on the show, this Recall Voss effort in Wisconsin. Uh, it looks all but certain they're going to be filing the, the needed signatures here. It's pretty much a foregone conclusion, is my understanding. Uh, now, again, I'm not working directly on the recall, but uh, what I'm getting from sources is it's a foregone conclusion that they have the number of needed signatures to enact the recall. What's most interesting, though, is what I'm hearing from some in Madison. That upon Voss being recalled, of course, the question of who the new speaker would be is a matter of a vote. That they have to choose a new speaker out of their, ostensibly out of the Republican caucus while they still have the majority, <clears throat> since, of course, they rolled over uh, on the maps. But the name that keeps popping up from sources in Madison is that there's a number considering nominating Janelle Branchin, who is, of course, state representative who led the investigation into the 2020 elections and was summarily punished by Robin Voss uh, for doing her job and doing it well. And as a matter of fact, that punishment I just read, that he now is trying to have uh, the Wisconsin, I think it's the Wisconsin Elections Commission, investigate her for potential issues with uh, coordinating with the Trump campaign or something to do with the campaign finance. That doesn't sound like somebody trying to vent their spleen and get back at her. Now, it's interesting that, that that notification became public after I heard that there are several members in the state assembly that are contemplating nominating Janelle as the speaker as basically a final twist of the knife to Robin Voss because they're tired of his dictatorial leadership in the state assembly. So we will have to watch and see. But you, of course, could call, if you live in Wisconsin, you call your state reps and say, hey, I think it's a great idea. Janelle Branch would be a fantastic speaker, and she would be, by the way, a fantastic speaker. So uh, just a little bit of an update on all that. Now, Patrick Rodin says, good morning, Joe. My vote for Patriot is Timothy Rantham. He's also out of Wisconsin. Uh, he ran for governor. He was a state representative, for those unfamiliar with him. He said, I believe his action, actions to document and speak to all of the illegality in the 2020 elections uh, that were neither fair nor free are, are reason to qualify him. Rantham proved to be a real statesman. Instead of our mostly pathetic career, uniparty, milquetoast, or worse, traitors to our constitutional republic. I would add Michael Gableman, good good name, uh, and now this is very kind, he said, and regular Joe, but I don't know that that qualifies, but I appreciate it nonetheless, and he signs it, as always, live life boldly, Patrick. Well, I think two great names in there with Michael Gableman and Timothy Rantham, great people, along with Janelle Branchin, that have done just fantastic work. Uh, in the state of Wisconsin, trying to expose 
what went on in 2020, because we keep being told we should forget about 2020 and move forward. Somehow that'll make it better if we just pretend nothing bad ever happened, because, I mean, that works well. I mean, for example, if you, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a good example. I, I know. Random example. Let's say you're married and your spouse is in the military and deploys for a period of time. And while your spouse has been deployed, you get lonely on a few different occasions and you try to fill the emptiness of that loneliness with consultants and others that you work with in your day job. Now, that's a pretty big betrayal. Now, this would be like saying to that betrayed spouse, we just look, don't talk about what happened back then. Just move forward. Just move on. Just pretend like that never happened. You don't really know the why is the why, how many times you don't even know. Just just move forward. How many would how many would say that's like a very healthy way to deal with that kind of betrayal? I mean, you know, it, it would help if the media completely ignored the story. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, all seriousness, who thinks that would be, if you're a married person, would you be willing to take that that approach? Well, I mean, we're just not going to talk about it. We're just going to pretend it didn't happen. Uh, because, you know, what else can you do but just pretend like it didn't ever happen? It's just, a, it's silly, right? You hear that advice and you're like, well, that's... That's kind of stupid. Yeah, it is kind of stupid. Why would we why would we pretend like somehow ignoring what has happened is a, is somehow the solution? Only if one doesn't want to deal with it. Now, I mentioned before the break this push by a number of senators, Republican senators to have an actual trial in the Senate where Mitch McConnell once again conspiring with Chuck Schumer and the Democrats to try to kill this impeachment before it ever happens. Ted Cruz leading the way with the help of Senator Mike Lee. In addition to those, uh, the senators that signed the letter to Mitch McConnell include, uh, let's see, Tommy Tuberville of uh, Alabama, Rick Scott of Florida, Eric Schmidt and Josh Hawley of Missouri, Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, not surprised there at all, J.D. Vance of Ohio, Roger Marshall of Kansas, Mike Braun of Indiana, Ted Budd of North Carolina, Cynthia Loomis of Wyoming, and Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee. I think that's very, very good. And the real question would be, why weren't all of the Republicans? Where was Tur Golden Turd Award winner Mitt Romney on this? Oh, that's right. He doesn't think. Uh, now, why? Why is this a big deal? Well, here's a few headlines to go along with why this impeachment is important, as he, of course, oversees Border security, or supposed to be, among other things. U.S. Customs and Border Protection on Thursday announced that its agents had seized more than $117 million worth of methamphetamine at Eagle Pass, Texas. This seizure included... How many tons do you think that is? Because I'm going to give you the hint, it's tons. The Sunday seizure included 6.5 tons of the illicit substance marking the largest quantity the agency has ever secured at a port of entry in a single enforcement action. That wasn't it. One action netted 6.5 tons of methamphetamine. It occurred at the Camino Real, uh, yeah, Camino Real International Bridge, saw a canine inspection of a tractor trailer uncover the drugs. 
Quote, this gargantuan methamphetamine seizure, the largest ever taken down by CBP officers at a port of entry, uniquely illustrates the serious narcotics threat our officers face on a daily basis and their effectiveness at utilizing our technological enforcement tools, expertise, and experience to zero in on these threats, Laredo Field Office Operations Director Donald Cusser said. But yet you have people saying, well, the border is bad, but we really shouldn't impeach him and we shouldn't do this because it might be political or it might be life and death. Or you might be running for Senate. That's what, now, talk about rewarding. You know what the Peter principle is? You, you failed to your highest level of incompetence. Uh, now, Adam Schiff, by any stretch of the imagination, is a pretty big failure from an objective rationale. Now, if you look at it from a dyed-in-the-wool, left-wing, lunatic, progressive point of view, then you might think, well, he's pretty good at what he does because he has no tether to reality. He just hates Donald Trump and will do everything and anything he can to continue to hate Donald Trump and try to make life more difficult for Donald Trump. I mean, that's seemingly just, I mean, that's, that's what he does. I don't know another way to describe it other than that. So the, the question becomes then, as you look at this, what would you do next? Well, you'd run for Senate, right? Because they have an, an open Senate seat. So that makes perfect sense. That should be his next logical step. And in fact, that's what he's doing. And in running for Senate, you know, you always have to differentiate yourself, right? You have to explain people why they should vote for you. Now, I don't know if this is deaf ears, because I know there's in New York and California, we've seen a number of angry residents that are fed up with illegal immigration and the blind eye that law enforcement via our laws and our Congress, the blind eye they turn towards it. Apparently not for Adam Schiff. He thinks this is a selling point. Vote Schiff and you too can come here illegally and benefit. I, you know, I remember speaking to a farm worker who lives in Mexico, comes across the border every day, gets up at one in the morning, works in our fields for eight hours in the 100 degree heat, then goes back to the port of entry for a few hours with his family, one of the most hardworking people I've ever met. He is deserving of a pathway to citizenship. Now, he's trying to, again, it's all the heartstring. He doesn't tell you of his immigration status, if he's legally coming into the country. One would hope so if he's going through a port of entry, but it sure sounds like Biden 2.0, which is Obama 3.0, which is, hey, the doors are wide open. Come on in. Because, you know, I want you to vote for me. So come on in and, and we'll get you the we'll get you everything you need. No word on whether he's going to start an effort for a shift phone, you know, in light of the Obama phones. He wants his own little deal. Do you get a shift phone, a prepaid debit card and a place to live when you get through on the shift plan? I mean, you just got to cut this shift out. It's just too much. The regular Joe radio show.